Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday. Doug is once again out of the studio and in his chair. We have once again Brad Sykes. So happy to have you back in the studio, Brad. How's it going? Brother, I am so glad to be here. And, uh, man, two days in a row. I know. This is good. Yeah. Sorry, Doug. Uh, we are <laughs> praying for you. Uh, Doug has, I think, been battling a little uh, stomach bug. His mm-hmm. His kids got it and... As is always the case, uh, mom and dad tend to get that too. So yep. hopefully Doug will be back tomorrow. I think SWAT kicks off tomorrow. Yep. So uh, After the uh, spring break break, uh, <laughs> SWAT will be back tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be praying that Doug is back on his feet. I think, you know, it takes a few days to get through everything. I think he, he started getting not feeling well over the weekend, like we said. So right. I, he should be he should be up and running by right. tomorrow. Right. Well, I, I Fortunately, Doug sent me a text this morning, said, any chance you can go again today? I said, I had a couple of closings, and I was like, yeah, I think I can slide it in there. It's just a joy for me to come up here and hang out. You know? Yeah. I Like I said, I love it when you get to get a chance to be up here. It's always fun. I got, a, to I got a text yesterday after we left and from somebody who was listening. <laughs> he said, well, I know y'all didn't get deep into the text, but I certainly enjoyed just listening to you guys <laughs> talk it up. And obviously – Gave a gave a pretty comprehensive update on my grandson Graham, yeah, and uh, he's doing great. But uh, I know uh, I know some of you are out there listening, and Doug and uh, Taylor and I are going to get into the text today in Acts uh, chapter fourteen. Yeah, what yeah. else is going on in the world? You know, um, I you know what I saw over the weekend. Hmm. You know, uh, we have Ren Collective on the, their song plays. They're right. uh, their lead singer came out as trans affirming. Oh, come over on. on Twitter, yeah. So I was like, man, that's Doug's gonna have to relook at that. But that was a big thing that I saw. Um, and then obviously, you know, still the war going on in Ukraine, and uh, then the confirmation hearings hearings of a judge. Don't know how to say her name. Brown. Um, Brown. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Uh, uh, with and you know, kind of some of the vitriol that's gone back and forth. With that has been a little bit amusing to me, but you know, I, I was watching my daughter most of today, so I haven't looked too hardcore into the news like I usually. Right before we get in, I look at it pretty heavy to make sure I'm ready to go. I but. know I kind of count on you to you know, <laughs> fill me in. I haven't got any texts in the last 24 hours. Oh yeah, you know I, I'm trying to be better about that, and then I also <laughs> I uh, got an Apple Watch, oh, and nice. now I leave my phone at home all the time and just if i need something someone calls or whatever it's on the the watch but the apple watch doesn't have any internet so the way i do i'm going back to the old school laptop and uh stuff like that the so, old school yeah. old school laptop so i'm not gonna be sending as many uh, uh tech text links to to the news so. it's so funny so many of the guys that i meet with the typical young guys mm-hmm. like yourself they all have these apple watches i'm like how in the world can you see that I mean, oh. <laughs> of course, you haven't gotten to an age where you, you know, you need glasses to be able to see, but, uh, you know, they make the, so that you can get the text bigger. Well, so what my watch, <laughs> your watch is only an inch across. Maybe. I mean, 45 uh, millimeters. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't want to have to scroll through that, you know. I want, see, I like it, though, because I'm looking for ways to be detached from the phone as much as possible. And I was like, hey, you know what? This thing is like a little mini iPod, you mm-hmm. know, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. They don't do those anymore. So I'm like, I'm going to go with that, and we'll see how it goes. So it's, it's gone well. You can make calls from it, which is kind of weird, but it's uh, – it's been nice not to have the phone in the pocket. Now, to make a phone call, you have to have your earbud in or? Well, or on speaker. Okay. Yeah. The thing has a speaker? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, when you think about technology, even even <clears throat> um, what you started off talking about just before we came on the air, just about the, the conflict, there's just constant conflict mm-hmm. within, you know, whatever side of, you know, the political aisle you're on mm-hmm. and uh i was i know you and i in the past have kind of talked about various podcasts things you're reading anything you're reading right now that's got you you know really fired up something you want to encourage others to read read oh uh well i am reading, listening to i'm reading um uh the unseen realm you heard of that no uh, dr michael heiser i think his name is really i think it's kind of a controversial book um mm-hmm. you know he's a christian guy he talks about uh just gives more background into the hebrew uh worldview and of when the bible was written what the worldview of the hebrew people were like what the worldview in, in the middle east was like at the time and and kind of gives you some insight into um what the bible's saying and some of these confusing passages so uh, reading that has been really interesting, really eye-opening. Um, but like I said, I think he's his style, because he's got a lot of stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think his style might be abrasive to some people, so some people right. aren't you know, so-so about him. But you know, the book so far has been good. It's come from a, like a scholarly right. uh, bend, but it's still readable. Right. Right. So that, and then I listened to uh, the King's Hall podcast. Okay, uh, That one's pretty good. There's three Christian guys. Um, I think they're pretty solidly in the reformed camp what is that uh, what's it called again uh the king's hall podcast king's and hall. yeah so they're real cool the one of the guys i had found his name's eric khan uh he does a podcast called the hard men podcast which was mm-hmm. yes uh I'm yeah sure. christian guy and like really into you know just looking at the bible and what it has to say about masculinity and then this the king's hall podcast is really talking about like basically rebuilding christendom and you know what that would look like mm-hmm. in to have a really a truly Christian society and kind of some of the things that we're doing wrong now and you know what we can do better and kind of what the Bible calls us to. So it's been real interesting. It just started only have like I think three or four episodes so far. Well, uh, the reason I ask that, I think it's interesting when you get in conversations with people. It doesn't matter whether it's political or history or mm-hmm. transgender, you know. <laughs> so many of them really just don't know what they're talking yeah. about. They're just uninformed. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I think there's there's uh ways to do that there's ways to engage there's ways to uh, keep the keep it calm Mm. in in a sense Um, obviously people don't like to hear truth in this world in this day and even the text that we're looking at today you you see you see paul and barnabas who are missionaries and they're they're as we know the great commission is to go make disciples and they do it with certain characteristics and certain elements of being a good missionary. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you look at it today, one of the most important things I think we can do is speak truth. And yet so many people are, don't know the truth. Yeah, and I think a big problem with that is, you know, the church culture, you know, the 11th commandment as, you know, I think Bodie Bauckham says, thou shalt be nice, right? And sometimes <laughs> uh, people do that 
you know, at the expense of the truth. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And the reality is, I mean, look at uh, Boniface, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he chopped that uh, the tree of Thor down. Right. Uh, that wasn't a winsome, nice thing to do, but that was, you know, going at the truth of these are false gods, right? And so there's a lot of, you know, idols that need to be chopped down in our culture. And, and a lot of them, because of the church and niceness, are, are propping up to some extent. And, you know, you know, uh, egalitarianism being something very mm-hmm. uh, glaring, glaringly obvi- obvious, and yet more and more pastors and, and churches are don't want to talk about what the Bible says about, um, you know, the roles of the genders. And that's one that, that'll get you in trouble if you bring it up. Yeah, it's very disappointing that people aren't speaking to those topics mm-hmm. because we're told, uh, you know, go into all the world yeah. and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, all the world is not just geographic. It's people yeah, and it's issues. Go into all the world. And preach the gospel. And yeah, yeah, it's just disappointing that we we're, we're we're kind of like, and I say we talking about the church looks at various topics and just is like, yeah, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah, I'm not really going to talk about it, but if I do, it's going to be in some haphazard way to where what are you even really kind of mamby pamby? What are you really saying? And I think that's uh, a tendency that's gone around i think probably since the 1870s right um the the church has kind of retreated from uh, its places you know to remind people what uh, the remind the culture what the bible says and mm-hmm. what what how we should be living our lives and, and and instead we've kind of pulled back and we're not going to talk about really social issues unless it's a social issue that maybe 20 years ago was a, a serious fight but the fight where the fight's at we're not really going to talk about that too much we're not going to talk about you know, the role of government and, you know, what government's responsibility is according to the Bible. It's like, nope, that's just completely separate. And I, I think that you, that's why you see churches that are empty, you know, oh, absolutely, because they're not yeah. really talking to things that are at the heart and at the core of what, what, what we're going through day to day. Yeah. Well, I think so many people in church just want to dismiss the idea that there's an enemy out there. Yeah. Uh, he is seeking to devour and destroy and how's he going to do that? How does he do that? Listen, I think in our day, they, he does it through the media, through the voices that we tune into, to the books that we read, the articles that we read, the Twitters and the posts, and, and even, unfortunately, sermons that we hear mm-hmm. today. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about it at length, no names mentioned here, but there are plenty of people out there teaching a false gospel. Yep. And it's 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 awful. I, I mentioned uh, you and I talked about this probably the last time I was on because this guy was a, a guest on SWAT, Greg Kokel, oh, uh, mm-hmm. his book Tactics. Yeah. Great book. I don't know if you got through that book, but it's a really powerful book. I highly recommend it. Really helps you from the standpoint that how do you engage people in the culture that we're in today? And uh, so anyway, I highly recommend it. It is a great book. Um, Doug was for a while uh, passing that one out, actually, yes. uh, for people mm-hmm. calling in. And uh, I did get a copy, and I've read it. It's, it is good. And, you know, especially for someone who's never thought about, hey, how do I talk about the faith? How do they talk about, you know, the biblical worldview? Uh, it's a great tool. So, yeah, we would encourage you to check that out. Um, Greg Kokel. Kokel, right? yeah. Uh, tactics. Um, all right. We are up against the break, though. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. Before we go, we'd like to let you know that you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. 
and that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the, the handle, excuse me, at SWAT Radio Talk. All right, we will be right back, so stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, Brad Sykes is in the studio as Doug is out again today. Uh, Please keep him in your prayers. Hope that he feels better soon. Uh, But we are so happy to have Brad in with us. We are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 28 this week. Yesterday we kind of did an introduction I guess, if you will, uh, because, you know, we, we were chopping it up and uh, getting <laughs> getting caught up on each other. And uh, Brad gave uh, a great update on what's going on with his grandson, Graham, and what God's been doing uh, in their lives. So we did get into the text, though, and we're going to be getting into it a little bit more today. Uh, again, looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 28. Well, and since I am not sure if I'll be here tomorrow, which I probably won't be, uh, as Doug will be back in the saddle um we're going to get into a lot of this today. I had the blessing today of breaking out early from a closing, and I came up here and just sat and opened my Bible. Even though I've been through this text before, it's uh, it's great to just kind of see the various, uh, you know, the the aspects. It's like when you look at a, a diamond, you see the different facets of mm. that stone, and same is true here. You know, you, you think about okay, if you were to if you told me today, hey, Brad, God's calling me to go to the mission field, who would I point to? Who would you look at to go, I'm going to model mm. my ministry after this person? Now, we've had a lot of great missionaries over the years, but it'd be hard to argue that Paul wasn't the best. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And as you kind of work through this text, in fact, if you were to go back through from the beginning of Acts 14, you'd see various uh, qualities or components to Paul's ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I want to look at some of that today. Why don't we go ahead, and I know we're in 21 through 28 of chapter 14. But go ahead and start in, chapter, in verse 19, just to, that kind of keeps it in context. All right. 
But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. When they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphyla, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they remained no little time with the disciples. May God bless the reading of his word. You know, when you look at this, you think about uh, this journey that Paul is on. Uh, and much like you and I, uh, we're on a journey in this world, right? Mm-hmm. And and to, to finish that journey as faithful followers of God, there there's there's three kind of crucial things to think about. And, and there's probably a lot more, but we'll look at the three that kind of dug went into a couple of weeks ago. Number one is that to finish faithful, God calls us to follow up with his new sheep. Mm. You and I kind of mentioned this yesterday. There's this idea that Christianity or mission work is about evangelizing, getting people converted. Uh, The reality is conversion is not the final destination. The final destination is, is really our transformation. And uh, remember the text says, he who began a good work in you mm-hmm. will bring it to completion. It's not completed at conversion. Now, you know, in a sense it's completed because we have received, we've been imputed with the righteousness of Christ. Right. But we're still here on this earth. We're here on this earth to glorify God. We glorify God as we are obedient, as we are being transformed into the image of Christ. We're also here on this earth to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the good news. And so follow-up really happens in, in three ways. And we, we talked about the, the importance of follow-up, which Paul is all about follow-up. He's not just going from one city, preaching the gospel. He goes to the next city, preaches the gospel. And by the way, if you go back to the very beginning of verse 14, it says in verse 1, it says, Uh, And it came about that in Iconium they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in such a manner that a great multitude believed. Now, it doesn't say that they left. Mm -hmm. It says both of Jews and of Greeks. But the Jews who disbelieved stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren. Verse 3, therefore, look at that. Therefore, they, that being Paul and Barnabas, spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord. You think about what we were just talking about even in the first segment, this idea of speaking. is not just, I think a lot of people think when, when it says they were speaking boldly, that they were just speaking loud. <laughs> you know, 
uh, it says they spoke in such a manner in verse 1 that a great multitude believed. Now, I don't believe, and we'll look further down in the text, that it wasn't Paul and his voice. He wasn't some charismatic speaker. In fact, Paul says, you know, I'm, I'm not really a good speaker. Yeah. You know, and uh, the idea is that they spoke the truth. They spoke it with power and with confidence and bold. And as a result, things happened. Verse 3, therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord. It's this idea that if we're going to be good missionaries, if we're going to fulfill this role that we've been called to, we're to do it boldly, we're to speak boldly, but we're to put our trust in the Lord. You and I can't convert people. All we can do is preach the gospel and trust that the Lord will bring about the conversion. So the the follow-up happens in three ways. In the in, in in what I call instruction or information, number two, exhortation, and number three, organization. Hmm. And you think about it, we look at we can look further into that. The idea we I think you and I mentioned it yesterday. You can receive a lot of information. You can get a lot of instruction. I, I, I took business I majored in business and school and finance. A teacher can teach me all about finance. A ledger today. I went to a closing. I got to see a ledger. Mm. The borrower and the you know the buyer and the seller. You see this ledger. You can tell me all about that, but I don't really understand it a lot of times till I actually get into it and, and and work at it. You can teach somebody how to block or how to throw a football or right. a fastball or a curveball. You can show them the techniques of it, but ultimately they got to go do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just instruction. It's and then he goes on and says it's exhortation or encouragement. It's, those are really two separate words. Exhortation is more me saying, okay, Taylor, you've heard what this word says. Now go do it. Right. That's exhortation. And then finally, organization. The importance, which we get further into this text, you'll see the importance of the church, the government of the church, and why we need elders and deacons and all those things. And so... Uh, we're, we're, we're to finish uh, we're, we're to finish this faithful uh, walk that God calls us by following up with the new sheep. We're to do it secondly by ministering by his sufficient grace. And then thirdly, we're to do it by witnessing by his mighty work. And we'll kind of get into that. I know we're going to take a break here in just a second. But you, have you ever thought about how I think there's a tendency because we live in a world where, you know, we, we kind of measure ourselves. Well, how am I doing compared to him? Or, you know, mm. it's one of the saddest things you see in the ministry today is there's, some, there's almost this level of competition Yeah. as if, well, he's a better speaker than I am or he's this. Or he's, he's got that. this many people in the church. He's got, you know, that many. Yeah. You know. it, it, you, we can even look at each other and go, wow, man, Doug really has the gift of teaching. And we can, we can be jealous of those gifts. And yet, God, if you're his child, he has gifted you in a unique way. Mm-hmm. And clearly, Paul was gifted to teach and to preach the gospel. And so how important is it that we understand our gifts and then we use those gifts and we use them boldly, but we also entrust those things to God, realizing that it doesn't matter how good I can speak. It doesn't matter how hospitable you are. Whatever those gifts are, ultimately, 
It's God who does the work. It's God who transforms the heart. It's, it's, and so it's this ability to truly trust in the Lord. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's also an aspect of being able to to trust in your fellow believer too, right? Um, you know, as you're trusting in God, you've got to trust those around you because, um, you know, Paul, be, being very aware of his gifts, knew he couldn't stay, you know, in one area and just, you know, be the, the pastor of that area, right? That's not what he was doing, but he had to trust the people that were appointed as elders and that they were going to, um, you know, that they were the men that they said they were, and obviously uh, they were able to, be with the people so they knew who was, you know, stronger in the right. faith uh, and, and what whatnot, but then also to, hey, okay, I'm leaving you here with this church that you're going to take charge of, mm-hmm. and I'm going back to where I've been sent. Like that, there, there's obviously the, the, the fullness of that trust is in God, right, and that he's going um, to work within those that are his, but there's also an element of, okay, I got to trust my fellow believer and I can't just micromanage everything, you know? Absolutely. You know, if we are going to minister by his sufficient grace, by his sufficient power, we have got to recognize the unique gifts that God has given his body, the, Mm -hmm. the, the members of that body. And when you think about, you know, are, are people, are you personally, are, are, is your wife, are we using those gifts uh, because they we're to steward over those gifts? Um, we're not ministering. You know, Paul didn't appoint himself. Mm. He was appointed by others who had recognized this gifting that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was bold. He ministered boldly. He, he ministered in God's power, not his own power. Uh, he ministered in humility. He ministered in humility. He also ministered persistently. We see this again. We talked about it yesterday, this idea that Paul is returning back to where he was stoned. And yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll jump back into that in this, after, the, after the break. All right, so make sure you stick with us. We'll be back with more after the news. Uh, before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the news. Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 28 this week. And uh, as was the case yesterday, Doug is out of the studio, and in his chair we have Brad Sykes. So happy to have him in as we are going through this text. Yeah, good to be here. And uh, I told you I got here a little early, kind of went through the text. I've got... I'm still going through it, you know, and I, that's the beauty of God's Word is right. that 
we've both been through this probably multiple multiple times, and yet as you look at, you begin to see this this ministry that uh, has been entrusted to Paul mm-hmm. and to us, and we we see a great model uh, in Paul as to h- how do we carry on the Great Commission, and uh, as I mentioned before, uh, you know to finish faithful. We're going to finish this faithful journey. God calls us to, number one, follow up with the new sheep. As we see people converted, and we see it throughout the book of Acts, multitudes are coming to Christ. There is this emphasis, major emphasis, on on discipleship. Uh, Conversion, as I said, is not the final destination. The final destination is our transformation, that we would look like Christ. he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. How's he going to do that? Well, a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it as you and I engage, as as we open the Word together, as we pray together, as we experience life together, as we go through trials. James says, "Consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be complete." I want to be complete. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I don't like. <laughs> the process that God uses to, to make that happen. But that's what, that's what the final destination, it's our completion. And, uh, and so we're also going to minister by his sufficient grace. As you see Paul throughout, even just, even if you just isolate chapter 14, you see Paul who is, he's using his gifts. He is bold in his proclamation of the gospel. He's also bold in his discipleship. Oftentimes, we tend to you know, tiptoe into areas as we make disciples. Mm. You know, it's kind of like we talked about in the first segment. I don't know if I want to go there with this guy. Listen, you're, you're not the one who wrote the mail, as I said yesterday, that Vody Bakum always says. I'm not the mailman. I'm just, or I didn't write the mail. I'm just delivering it. Yeah. That is our responsibility is to speak boldly the things, not your opinion. You're speaking what God's word has to say. It's also this idea that um, we don't only minister boldly, we minister with a, a reliance on God's power. Boy, I mean, we tend to see other people and go, wow, I can see why he's doing what he's doing. Mm. And that's not to say there, there are plenty of us at times, even in ministry, where we're relying on our own skills and our own ability. But ultimately, by the grace of God, anything that happens, any fruit that comes about is the, is the result of God doing the work. And so there's, a, there's an element of ministering in humility, being able to recognize, God, thanks for using me. <laughs> there is this idea that, gosh, I can't believe he uses us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a constant reminder is whether you, you're meeting one-on-one with somebody at Starbucks or you're standing up in front of a couple hundred people realize wow i am so unworthy to be here yeah but god god's going to use you finally as we looked even at this text here is this idea that we are to minister persistently look look at uh, in fact if you look at verse 7 of chapter 14 you know it says uh, it says and and there they continued to preach the gospel so despite all the circumstances that were not good there was a lot of division. There was a lot of attacks, and you know, they continued to preach the gospel. But look over at verse, uh, let's see, it's uh, verse 21. 
that you just read. And after they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra. I don't know about you, but what they experienced in Lystra and Iconium and in Antioch, I probably wouldn't have returned there. <laughs> and yet a good missionary guy, a good missionary is persistent. He's persistent. He's returning back to make sure they are solid, they're grounded. And uh, so, we're, you know, this idea of follow-up, the importance of church organization, putting people in place who are gifted, who are, you know, that we appoint <clears throat> to lead the church. Um, and then ultimately, as you see through this text, is that Paul is ministering for God's glory, not his own. And uh, I think that's a very important thing to remember. So there's there's these various factors of success. And so thirdly, so we, we follow up with his new sheep. We minister by his sufficient grace and power. And then we witness by his mighty work, verses 27 through 29. And I know you and Doug are going to get way deeper into this throughout for the rest of the week. But verse 27, it, it says, <clears throat> it says, And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all things that God had done. Boy, we tend to see things that God does under our ministry, and we think we did that. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet you think of all the things that, that, that Paul was involved in, engaged in, they, they reported not what they had done, but what God had done in them and through them. Verse 27 how it also points out how God opens the door. It says that he opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. Boy, how easy we think if we're persuasive enough, if we're, mm. and we are to be persuasive, but if I just say this the right way, or if I do this the right way, or, you know, we overthink things thinking somehow we have some ability yeah. <laughs> to convert people. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. In this translation, it says, um, and all that God had done with them. Um, and, you know, just kind of that he, by his grace, decides to have us have a part in his work, right? And it's his work, it's him that's doing it, but that he allows us, you know, by some mystery to have a small part to play is something that I don't, is profound and that we don't think about enough that, he is the author, he's the finisher, he's the one who does all things, right? But that he allows us to some, in some way that we don't quite grasp to have a part to play in it. And, you know, I think that we should just be grateful for that. And I think that uh, also, you know, that's why Paul went back to those places, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that you're seeing an example of a missionary, but you're also seeing an example of a leader. Why go back to those places? Well, those were people that he was leading that were there that needed encouragement, needed, mm-hmm. he, he had a, a, a thought process of, you know, what does God want me to do? But putting those people above himself, right. They yeah. needed um, further guidance and leadership. And and I think that's some, something for us as men to take to heart, right. That, you know, not everybody is a leader of many people, but at the very least, if you're married, you're going to be the leader of your household, Right. And so you have a responsibility to go to those dangerous places. Right. Because you're giving guidance, you're leading your household, your wife, your kids. Um, and that's 
how a leader behaves. They put their life down for the sake of others. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think of you and I think of your young family and the stewardship that you have over that family Mm. to lead that family. Selah, your your son who's on the way, your wife, you're to bathe your wife with the word. You're literally... You're literally to to teach them these things. Deuteronomy speaks of this. As you rise up, when you when you go da- when you lie down all day long, and yes, I mean I think of even even I believe it's I think it's in either First or Second Timothy where Paul is writing to Timothy, and he tells Timothy guard the good deposit mm. that's been entrusted to you mm. as believers. As, as as disciples of Jesus Christ, we've been given a deposit. The deposit is, number one, the Word of God. It's the Spirit of God that has been deposited into us. We're to, we're to steward over that. You're to steward over the gifts that God gives you. First Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, it says use it to yeah. serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. And, and this idea that we have any impact for the kingdom on our own is absolutely a joke. Any impact you and I have with the, in the kingdom of God is a result of God doing the work mm-hmm. in and through us. It is a beautiful thing, and I don't even think it, you're right. I think it's, it's, it's in some way a mystery how God takes sinful men like us and can use us. Well, I got a voice. I got a vocal box. I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm to use it. Again, it's this idea that you've been given this, now you're to steward over that. How abusive are we with the gifts that God has given us? The mind, the eyes, the ear, the mouth, the tongue, the lungs that we have, the, lung, the very air that we breathe is a gift from God. We're to use it to glorify him. And I know we're going to break here in just a minute, but... Think about this. God, it says, opened the door to the Gentiles. Not Paul, not Barnabas. God opened the doors. And I think we know that it's not man, but God who opens our eyes. It's God who opens our ears. It's God who even softens our heart to receive the gospel. He heals the sick. He makes the lame walk. I love this quote that Doug shared. He said, "He said sheep do not seek shepherds. Shepherds go to the sheep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let that sink in for a minute. You know, your kids don't come to you and say, hey, daddy, would you, uh, mm-hmm. would you teach me? Would you train me? Would you love me? No. You pursue them, and that's what we're called to do, and that's what we see Paul doing. So much so that even after the places where he's been stoned, he's turning back around and he's going back. He's on mission. Are we on mission like that? Yeah. Um, I got a lot to say, but we're up against the break. So <laughs> we'll have to wait till we uh, come back from the break for that. Um, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. Before we go, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse and uh, in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia, as well as all of our listeners online who are listening 
wherever you are around the world or the country. Messed that up. Sorry about that. We will be back with more after the break. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 28 this week. Uh, That is the end of the chapter. If you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. I wasn't sure if I needed to loan you my glasses so you could see that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can uh, make it a little bigger so it works out. By the way, I just had a text. uh, Somebody asked, uh, say that quote again that I gave I don't know where the quote come came from, Doug. Maybe you need to share that with us. Maybe it's Doug's quote. I don't know. <laughs> but it, this was the quote just before we went into the break. Sheep do not seek shepherds. Shepherds go get the sheep. In fact, Ezekiel 34.12 says this, A shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep, and I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Hmm. Um, you know, in the church, there's an emphasis, there's a burden upon Paul to go back, to return, even to the to, to some of probably some really bad experiences in his life, mm-hmm. to engage and to encourage and to exhort these people that he that have come to Christ. And I mean, I, this is a burden for me that I see in the church today is that you know, there's such an emphasis on proclaiming the gospel, and it should be proclaimed daily, every day. But as people are converted and give their life to Christ, we must engage. We must have follow-up. We must teach, exhort, 
encourage. You know, and, and sometimes we, we must call out sin. I don't think mm-hmm. Paul was that kind of guy who was overly sensitive. I don't want to use that word carefully because, quite frankly, I think if we're going to minister the gospel, there is a level of sensitivity, maybe not in the way that people think of. If you, if you look back, in fact, um, see if I can find it, uh, back when Paul, in fact, earlier in this chapter, oh, and here it is in uh, chapter 14, verse 8, it says, And at Lystra there was uh, sitting a certain man without strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb who had never walked. Verse 9, this man was listening to Paul as he spoke who when he had fixed his gaze upon him, he had seen that he had faith to be made well. I find that just fascinating that that's in here. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. We're going to minister the gospel. We've got to make eye contact with people. I think Doug even brought this up a few weeks ago when he covered that text. So ministering the gospel following up with people is truly engaging. By the way, I hate to break this to, to a lot of you. Facebook is not a place where we <laughs> engage. Uh, Facebook is is the trophy case of our life. It's only where we show the really great things that are happening. We've got to get out of this mindset that, oh, yeah, I know that guy. You know, I follow him on Facebook. Mm. You don't know that guy. You don't know that girl. Yeah, and, you know, you said that about the, uh, the trophy case of, if someone doesn't do that though, and is maybe an oversharer and shares like all these things, what do you think of them? Uh, you don't think, oh wow, that person's being very genuine. You think <laughs> they're looking for attention. You know what I mean? So like Facebook, like you say, isn't? Is that never heard. Phone? That's the f- <laughs> that's the phone. That, that's never happened before. Um, anyway, uh, Facebook's not the place you go to be to be genuine. And then you know you're talking about uh, Paul and and um, following up with people after they've. Uh, you know, been converted. And I think Paul uses some language at times like of father or son, you know, a yeah. parental language, right? For someone um, that he's uh, led or that God has uh, come, that has brought to Christ through him. And if you think about the the relationship between a father and a son uh, or a father and a daughter, just a parental relationship in general, it, there's there are times where you, you are very sensitive to the things of God um, or the ways that your child is not acting appropriately, but you're not all that sensitive about how they feel about how, <laughs> you know, uh, they're acting, right? Um, and, and in the same way, there has to be uh, a willingness to boldly say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And, you know, not to be like, ah, I'm going right. to destroy right. you or anything, um, but just to not to be like, you know what, I know this is going to hurt their feelings, Um but it needs to be said. Yeah. And yeah. if you're too much like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm not going to say it. You're being sensitive in the wrong way, oh, into the wrong completely, things. Completely. Completely. And so this this idea of sensitivity is not, uh, I'm going to be soft when it comes to sin. Mm-hmm. Now, sensitivity is is maybe being careful about how you present that yeah. issue. Listen, you maybe haven't done it yet because your child isn't old enough. I've done it multiple times, and I still do it today. That if I see something in a brother in Christ or even in one of my children, it's that idea that we're one. We're part of the same body. And, and we see that through Jesus' teachings, that we are to call out that, that issue. Yes, 
We should be prayerful. We should take the two by four out of our own eye before I get the speck <laughs> out of yours. And that's the idea that. And, and don't use that two, board, two by four to hit them over the head. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm far too blunt. You know, and I struggle with that, and not even really realizing it. Right. So th- I'm not saying like just go after people when they they fall short. Um, you, and you do have to temper yourself so that because if you do it the wrong way, if you just hit them over the head, mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes God does call you to use yeah. that two by four to hit yeah. him over the head, right? But other times, that's not going to be effective. That's why you know Paul talks about um, you know being different ways to in order to win people to the gospel. Sure. So you have Absolutely. to be attentive to that, um, but you can't shy away from the truth. Well, that happens as we're sensitive. As, yeah, mm-hmm. as, as he is, you know, speaking to this lame man, he makes eye contact with this guy. He sees this guy's engaged. Mm-hmm. He's listening. And there is an element. Listen, I've stood up in front of multitudes of people. I think of Doug or I think of lots of people who have stood behind a pulpit or stood behind a microphone or stood somewhere and proclaimed the gospel. You're making eye contact with people. You see those people who are engaged. And uh, we we went to go see, I don't don't want to get off on it, but I uh, went and saw this little small jazz band last weekend. Mm. And I was totally focused on this girl who was singing up there, she was incredibly talented. And I was kind of nodding my head as she was singing. She'd sing a song that I really liked. Well, during the break, we were pretty much done and we're going to head out. She came over and hmm. said, hey, I just want to introduce myself. And that was kind of cool. That how, when we are proclaiming the gospel, be aware, be sensitive, look around, do it boldly, do it sensitively, do it compassionately. And I think as we see areas that need to be addressed, exhorted, that's the idea we're to engage this isn't a blanket paul's not running around the the countryside proclaiming the gospel and moving from one city to the next he's making eye contact he's engaging he's staying a while and making disciples and i just yeah i think there's there's this idea that we are uh, we are simply vessels broken vessels being used and poured out uh, for the gospel and uh, you know, I know we're going to wrap up here in just a second, but I was—I want to go back and look at this this ending of this chapter. And I know, as I mentioned, I'm sure you and Doug will dig into this further. But when it says verse 27, and when they had arrived, now think about it, when they had arrived, they've been gone for a while, mm-hmm. and gathered the church together, they began to report all things that God had done with them. And how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent a long time with the disciples. I think of Ephesians 3.20 that says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according, listen to this, according to the power at work within us. And then he closes that statement by saying, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Let's don't take credit for the things that God is doing in and through us. Let's give all the glory to God because, quite frankly, I'm a wretched mess. You probably are too. Mm -hmm. And we may dress ourselves up and we may look good and I may have my Bible under my arm. Boy, that guy's a really spiritual guy. Listen, I am depraved. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul said that. The things I want to do, I don't do. Yep. The things I do, I don't want to do. Well, 
That's us, you know? And I think we need that reminder that despite our brokenness, God wants to use you to proclaim the gospel, not just from our words, but in our actions as well. And of course, we see Paul's actions. Somebody was exhorting Paul, hey, mm. go, go out there. I want to encourage those who may be listening, because I brought this up yesterday, that, you know, discipleship does not happen in the pew on Sunday. If that is the only source of being discipled that you're getting, you're not, you're not a disciple. Uh, it is critical that you engage in fellowship. It doesn't have to be SWAT. Obviously, you and I are you know, talking about SWAT, but I think the importance of especially the men out there who are leaders, to, you want to pastor and shepherd your family well? Get under the teaching of God's word for more than thirty or forty minutes on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, come engage with us. Come, 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 grab lunch with us, and uh, and be encouraged. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you said that there about leaders. Um, you know, I recently was talking to some people, uh, just kind of about the church and I, that the pastors stay in silos, right? So I don't know if there's any pastors listening, but I, I encourage you get with other pastors. Um, you know, there's not doesn't have to be a, a contest, right? Just get with them and be encouraged by them. So, anyway, that's all the time we have for today. We got 30 seconds left, and I pressed the wrong button. Here we go. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.